What do you call this is a robbery? In the you fucking pig's mom! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. But this, mm. this episode in particular, Ooh. every year, is where we come together to celebrate the films that we've talked about in the, the year... Uh, of this our is Lord. What, this is our, the year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> um, so this is what, our fifth? Is this our fifth, Eddie? I do believe so, yeah. We've yes. been doing this for a little over five years now. Five years. Just past our 250th episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of, of celebrating some of the, well, not quite as great films. Sometimes. But sometimes we talk about good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. You know, uh, we, we did do Unbreakable uh, a mm. few years ago. So yeah, some bad <laughs> movies. Uh, but, but no, we come back here every year. To this episode, the Eddie Awards, mm. to uh, to award the best of the worst, the worst of the best, and everything in between. A little bit in between. Yeah. Nicely said, Joe. Uh, and, and you know what? I get excited about this because mm. this this is your baby. This episode is all you. You put the clips together. Uh, you put the, the voting together, all the mm-hmm. nominees. You're keeping track throughout the year as we're recording. Like, we'll say something, and I'll see you kind of, like, pull out your little eye pen. Oh, yeah. And you'll mark something <laughs> on your screen. Eye pen. <laughs> hey, Grandpa. <laughs> is that what is that not what it's called? Is that so outdated? computer board. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> electronic mail. Your electronic computation machine. Uh, but you pull it out, and you mark, like, okay, we're going to yeah. use that, going to use this. Uh, and this is where all of your hard work finally culminates uh, into uh, into our Eddie Awards. It is fun. Over those years, you know, it's like I have to listen to all these episodes anyway to edit them together to upload the podcast. Sure. And uh, you start hearing things. You start hearing patterns. You start hearing uh, us singing a lot. You start <laughs> hearing uh, us talking about movies and actors and themes over and over again. And it was like, you know what? Uh, I bet we have... Actually, it probably came out of uh, uh, laziness. Like yeah. us not wanting to... Uh, we just don't want to do it. Have Dude, one around I, the holidays. I really don't think you do all the work and put this stuff together out of laziness. That's true. It, it did start off that way, and now I end up putting more hours into it than I would if we would have just recorded a normal a episode. episode. I got to tell you, though, when we sit down and do this, I'm so relieved I don't have to come up with a recast <laughs> yeah. at the last minute. There's I'm no like, pressure, right? Like, I put down my laptop, and I started... I was like, oh, fuck it. I don't have to do this. Joel's like, going to play 30 Joel, minutes worth of clips. Yeah, and I've got these pieces of paper, so I don't even have to keep right. track of anything. You can hear it, so um, you know it's it's real. So before we get into it mm. what'd you do this weekend <laughs> no, no but i do want to the kind New of recap Year weekend? i do want to recap like a little bit of what we've done uh i finally got to the theater and saw like a, a, a nice yeah a nice little batch of movies you were making up for lost time it sounds like you were just rattling off to. a shopping list of movies you, i saw like two and a half movies over the break yeah and you saw like what a dozen diggers dozen so uh so as the break was beginning uh i had the opportunity to see one of two movies mm-hmm. Uh, where Sarah was like, "Why don't you go see a movie? Why don't you just go chill out? See a movie? <laughs> Why don't you get the fuck out of the house? And... Maybe that too. Yeah. But uh, but it was either The Meg starring Jason Statham about a giant shark in theater in the Dollar Theater. Of course, I go to the two. I like to go to the Draft House if possible. But we have two theaters that are right by the house, That's, and yeah. it's way more convenient. Uh, and so it was either that or Bumblebee. 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 <laughs> uh, and you know, if you're familiar with the Transformers movies at all. You pretty much think, all right, this is probably going to be a piece of shit, but it'll it might look good. So let me go check it out. Fucking loved it. The best Transformers movie yet, hands down. Aside, of course, from the 1985 animated classic. Oh, oh sure, Transformers, which they lovingly referenced the movie. Yeah, yeah, they did. You got a little. Uh, <laughs> you got the touch. <laughs> you got the power. Oh, that's but, so great. I mean, even Spoiler though alert. even though the movie is basically E. T. 
with different skin. It's it's ET <laughs> versus the Iron Giant. It sure is. It works absolutely. And goddamn that Haley Steinfeld She's can great. fucking act. I was telling She's Jenna so good. on the way uh, through the parking lot back to the car after having seen this because we saw it too. Yeah. Uh, asked her if she'd seen, or, or I was telling her that I had discovered her from a True Grit, the Coen yes. Brothers movie with uh-huh. uh, Jeff. that she won the Oscar for. Did she win the Oscar that yeah, year? Supporting like actress, twelve or something. Yeah. Uh, but she's amazing in that, and uh-huh. I was just kind of describing her character, and Jenna was like, "Yeah, into it. Yeah, everything she's been in, she's been great. She's really she's good. She's a bona fide, bona fide star. Yeah. Um. So what I loved right off the bat, as you're watching this movie, the first ten minutes, they have a war on Cybertron, and all the Transformers fucking look like how they looked in the cartoon. I know, right? And that's like enough. But then there's like this battle going on and Bumblebee's like, Prime, we gotta do this. And Prime's like, get in the shit. You got Peter Cullen doing the voice. Yeah, man. Uh, And it's so funny because you talk to like Transformers purists who are like, this movie wasn't that great because it didn't have a whole lot of Optimus Prime. But to me, that proved that you didn't need Optimus Prime to make this story work. That Bumblebee really is the heart of these Transformers films. And God damn it! If I wasn't John Cena doing a doing a pretty damn good job, so good. I love the humor that they've injected in this. After the, uh, my brother had a good post uh, talking about this movie because he he saw it with us mm-hmm. uh, and just was contrasting it with the the Bayformer films, yeah. as uh, some of our friends called it, uh-huh. uh, and talking about how they're just kind of like ultra violence, yeah, and. Uh, Dystopian. Well, and they sucked the fun out of Transformers. For me. Just, I mean, just to to contrast, like you said, contrast what you saw in the Michael Bay movies. Like they were ever sticking the camera up Megan Fox's ass, yeah. like she's on a motorcycle working on it. But her, se- everybody at no point do they sexualize Haley Steinfeld. No, at all. Which is good because she's treat, like eighteen, right? But no, but I'm just saying, like they treat her like she is a legitimate character that has some yep. heft, has some some depth to her. And man. You want to talk about uh, an actor or actress like emoting against nothing? Yeah. She's there is nothing, nobody, no other living thing on film with her for seventy five percent of her scenes. Sure, yeah, and she fucking sells, she sells it, it, man. She's so in a way that uh, you know maybe even Ewan McGregor, the great Ewan McGregor, right. could not. Yeah, in the prequels. Uh, so great movie. Fucking check it out yeah. if you still can, if it's in the theater. I don't the know Eddie Award for Best for Transformers, <laughs> best Transformers film goes to Bumblebee. <laughs> um, so then I also checked out Aquaman. Ooh, interesting. Fun I've not movie. heard about this. Yeah, Fun movie. Mm, a little muted compared to it's, your excitement over the Bumblebee. I, yeah, well, it, because Bumblebee was markedly better, but I don't think that that's to the detriment of Aquaman. Aquaman's definitely one of the best DC films. I put it up there with Wonder Woman. <laughs> no, it's seriously, though. I do. I put it up there with Wonder Woman. The thing is, Jason Momoa is not a great... I mean, he's not even a good actor. <laughs> he's, he's not. Look, I mean, let's be real, guys. Really? Jason Momoa is not really a good actor, but the thing is, and it's like Jewel said in Pulp Fiction, personality goes a long way. Yeah. And that fucking guy has a shit ton of personality. Yeah. He buys that he's Aquaman, and because he buys it and he's having fun with That's it, all you, need. you go on that journey with him and have a great time. Um, what else did we see? We saw On the Basis of Sex. Oh, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. RGB film? Uh, Army Hammer steals the fucking show. Oh, didn't even realize he was in that. Yeah, he plays uh, Marty Ginsburg. And uh, then we saw Mary Poppins Returns, Harper's first film. We, we took her to the draft that's house, early. where they did the like draft house for all thing on Tuesday mornings. Oh, that's and we took awesome. her to see Mary Poppins. What, um, what was her uh, reaction? Did she even she understand what was she happening? She enjoyed. She was. She was. It's like a big TV, right? There was a, uh, a big iPhone. There was I guess, a part where it got a little intense for her. Uh-oh. Where the penguins. one of the, one of the uh, the Banks children. Uh, gets kidnapped. They're in the little animated sequence, and one of the Banks children gets like kidnapped by a rat, 
and is like right and she starts crying she Aww. she didn't cry like ball but you could like she was starting Lying to well up. up she's like what are they doing with it and she started and i was like baby it's okay it's yeah. okay he's look see his brother and sister are coming to get him she's gonna be he's gonna be okay and she's like that rat's not nice she loves to point <laughs> oh, out movies now like he's not nice oh, he's not very age. nice Discovering that like moving image on film can make you feel emotions. Yeah, like I wish I could experience what she's experiencing. Like, I think we still do when a film is really right, but you'll good. never have it. But we don't do that with these movies that we watch. <laughs> I see your attempt to segue, <laughs> Joe. Um, I grant it. Today, but, yes, this concludes the uh, holiday. What did you watch over the holidays? What did you do? Section of well, the how, how did how did Santa treat you? Uh, how oh, did Kurt Russell Santa treat you? Very well. Actually, he dropped a couple of movies. Down my proverbial chimney, Joe. Yeah, uh, but uh, nothing that let's see. Uh, besides Bumblebee, nothing that wasn't seen. Bumblebee. But we recently saw a, a simple favor: the Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, uh, Paul Feig. The one directed. where they make out. Uh, there is some. Yeah, there's a little bit of making out. There's a little bit of actually. There's a lot of sexuality in this film. It's uh-huh. um, it, it the trailers were a little misleading because they were making it seem like a uh, like a kind of noir. I thought maybe it was like the new wild things. Uh, it, it, <laughs> and that's the thing. I think they were showing a little too much of that in the trailers when really it's a dark comedy. This is a dark comedy. So if you like dark comedies and uh, you like the movies of Paul Feig, which you should because he makes excellent films. Yeah. Uh, no, well, yeah. He, above he average. Give me that. He right? does make good he films. He did the Ghostbusters remake. Yeah. He did Spy. Uh-huh. He did a lot of the I Melissa McCarthy movies. I yeah. fucking love Spy. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. So this is another, uh, another one under his belt. Highly recommend... Uh, a simple favorite. I don't want to talk too much about it because there's twists and turns in it. Uh-huh. But if you like uh, those whodunit films, no spoilers. It's a good one. And then just last night, finished watching a film that Jenna hadn't seen before: The Lego Movie. <gasps> she hadn't seen the Lego from, Movie from uh, like 2013 or something. Yeah, yeah, man. man. Oh. Uh, and she just like loved it. So she was like, "Make sure you bring up the podcast. Tell yeah, Joe dude. that we saw the Lego Movie. And oh, I loved it is it. so fucking so. good." I, saw that, I think I saw that like three times in the theater. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking amazing. Did you see the Lego Batman movie? I, start, I had not seen that. Dude, That's, best Batman movie in fucking five years. <laughs> Is it going to make me cry, though? No. Well, but Lego Lego movie, Lego will movie make certainly. You cry. I was like, I was uh, that I was, was unexpected. I was like the Big Lebowski in the middle, the last <laughs> act of that film. Strong man, and also also cry. cry. A pair of testicles. <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? No, no. it's not. We're here to talk about much worse fare. Uh, we're we're uh, kicking off this 2019 Eddie Awards uh, with the award for the worst actor, mm. and uh, it was. I'm assuming it was really hard for you to pair this. Down. You know, uh, some years it's it's difficult. You really kind of kind of reach uh, for for some of those performances that maybe weren't uh, spot on. This year, I feel like it was pretty easy to put together, <laughs> not just for this category, but across the board. But uh, starting off with the worst actor uh, for the 2019 Eddie Awards. Uh, again, we've got my brother Lauren uh, doing the uh, hosting or what do you call that? The announcing, announcing. Uh, duties. So, without further ado, take it away, Lauren. And the nominees for Worst Actor are Ben Affleck, Jersey Girl, Tommy Wiseau, The Room, Keanu Reeves, The Lake House, Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible 2, Matthew McConaughey, The Dark Tower. Look, man. Like, I feel like this this whole Matthew McConaughey thing with the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna give you this, and and I'm I think this is gonna be the universal like eternal debate that I have with Sarah like all the time. I think I was even having this discussion with her a couple days ago where we we brought up the Dark Tower, and I'm like, 
She's like, just horrible. I'm like, it's really, <laughs> it really isn't that bad of a movie. Oh, it's the worst. I went, baby, it really isn't this is that bad. This is the same bad. woman who didn't like uh, Christmas Chronicles, though, with uh, Kurt Russell. That's so right. You gotta, gotta take it with a grain of salt. I, I love I, you, Sarah, but uh, <laughs> sometimes you're off the mark. But I think Matthew McConaughey isn't so much a bad actor. I don't think this was no. a bad... I do think maybe he was misdirected. I think maybe the yes. material lacked depth. But, but I can't put that on his shoulders. No true buts, as with uh, Eddie Award's past when it comes to worse actors. You're always, you always take into account what is the actor capable of? And yeah. Did they rise to that occasion? Uh-huh. And, well, uh huh. And well, that's where you're going to see Tom Cruise on this category, too, because uh, while a great actor uh, did not rise to that occasion, right. Mission Impossible, too. Like Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> which, you know what? He was pretty bad in the lake house. But then, you know, you kind of put that up against, and I guess that's proving your point. You put that up against John Wick. And you're yeah. like, oh my god, he's fucking amazing, and John mm-hmm. Wick. And then what happened? He did this fucking Lake House movie. Uh, who who takes this one? Uh, well, Joe, the award, the first 2019 Eddie Award for Worst Actor goes to Tommy Wiseau no. for The Room. <laughs> oh, hi, Eddie. Predictable, <laughs> but uh, but wait a minute, still... wait a minute, that goes against what you were telling me that like <laughs> you take what he's capable of, right. and then <laughs> Joe, so that's what we do. The but... only other thing we've seen him do was Samurai Cop Two. That's that's true. Yeah, and that was equally bad. Wait, when did we do Samurai Cop Two? Was that last year? Uh, two years ago, I believe. Oh, was it two years? Was <laughs> Samurai like, Cop Two episode still be? Was he nominated that year? I don't think so. I think we had five <laughs> other actors that were worse than Tom. Well, he was a supporting actor, to be fair. That's but uh, the room, he's right there on the cover. Oh my god! Uh, but Joe, we don't get to decide who the winners slash losers are. It's the uh, our lovely listeners, and they uh, man, it was a landslide here with Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Congratulations, Tommy Wiseau. Also, props to Lauren who had uh, we had to record that line five or six times because neither one of us knew how to pronounce Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> uh, and so, what how we, did you figure it out? I'll tell you. We went to YouTube and found two different clips of Tommy Wiseau pronouncing his name differently in each clip. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're like, oh shit. Just 50-50, man. I would Toss just, a watch, coin. just watch the disaster artist and listen to see how they how do they pronounce it. Uh, probably all over the map, too. I think it's yeah. Wiseau. I think it's Wiseau. You saw Disaster Wiseau. Artist, right? I have not seen it yet. Whoa. It's okay. sitting there on my Plex server, uh, and it will be seen someday, but not today. You really should check it out, especially after seeing The Room. Yeah? It's, it's a fantastic wait. companion piece. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll have to do it on the podcast sometime, then. Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when it comes to, to, to holding down a film... And that's why I thought that it was interesting that uh, Matthew McConaughey also was nominated for Worst Actor. Because it's The Dark Tower wasn't exactly his film. He's the villain. He's all over the place. But it would be more Idris Elba. True. Like, you know, whether but or not... He's great in that. Um, he is fucking Forgotten great. the face Dude, of your father. It's... <laughs> I need some more of this sugar. <laughs> um, but, you know, no matter what, uh, you always have a counterpoint in these films. If you have a Worst Actor... Uh, you have to have a worst actress. That is true. <laughs> and and it's funny looking at the category, looking at the people that were nominated. Uh, a lot of them look like counterpoints to the movies that we just discussed. <laughs> well, let's have Lauren make it official and uh, tell us who the nominees are for worst actress. Let's do this thing. And the nominees for worst actress are Liv Tyler, Jersey Girl, Saffron Burroughs, Deep Blue Sea, Halle Berry. Catwoman, Lonnie Anderson, Stroker Race, Jessica Alba, Fantastic Four. I feel like like Lauren's giving her a rating, like how you rated it. Oh man, that chick is a, man. She's a ten. Yeah, Jessica Alba, she's okay. She's a Fantastic Four. <laughs> she, she's about 
She's about a fantastic four. That would have to be on a scale of five then, right? Because <laughs> what's a fabulous five? A fabulous five. A stunning six. Mm. A stunning seven. <laughs> well, but the, wait, where's the... An edible eight. <laughs> <laughs> a naughty nine. Oh, I like where you're going. <laughs> what is it? A tantalizing ten. There we go. Hey, you did it. Um, so I guess for this one... Uh, I would probably predict that it would be just like the Tommy Wiseau thing, mm. that it would be Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> because oh. Lonnie Anderson was just absolute shit in Stroker Race. She was so bad. And it's not like she's a really good actress. Even no. WKRP, she wasn't very good. She, they just played to her strengths. But even bad actresses at least look like real actresses on screen. Yeah. You know, some, uh, Liv Tyler, you can tell she's an actress and she's, mm-hmm. she does this for a profession in other films. Yes. Jessica Alba, same thing. Lonnie Anderson just seemed like a, like somebody who won a contest. She was left out. Which she kind of did by being the wife of, <laughs> of the <Burrell's>. star <laughs> of Stroke Race. Uh, I guess that's Lonnie Anderson was my pick. That's your uh, pick? Who, who did you pick? Oh, man, I got to go back to Saffron Burroughs from Deep Blue Sea. So because, bad. Uh, yeah, she was, she was on the poster. Like, she was supposed like to be kind of like star. the de facto star of that film. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, she was supposed to make it to the end. Remember, we talked on that episode, listen <laughs> yeah. to our Deep Blue Sea episode, that uh, they had to write in. Her, uh, her killing at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't have missed her. <laughs> right. I don't miss her. Along those same lines, Liv Tyler was on the poster for Jersey Girl. Mm-hmm. And she's in maybe like five scenes in that movie. Yeah. She's not in a whole lot of She it. is not the Jersey Girl. Who's, who took this one? Uh, well, Joe, the winner for Worst Actress goes to Halle Berry for Catwoman. Well deserved. I agree. Well fucking deserved. Yes, because Oscar winner, right, for Monsters Ball. Oh, my gosh. And uh, how far? Straight to Cat... Did she went from Monsters Ball to uh, that movie with Hugh Jackman? What was it called? Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. X-Men. Uh, no, the, the uh, Swordfish. <laughs> oh, that's what it was, was, yes. Was it Swordfish, then Monsters Ball, or was it Monsters Ball and then Swordfish? Let's look it up on IMDb. I mean, we could do that. <laughs> or we could just guess. <laughs> and then somebody can correct us. But no, well-deserved. Halle Berry... Not only was she horribly directed in this film, but just, yeah, her, her acting was on a whole other level of bad. Uh, and, and it's surprising to me. It kind of works along those same lines as, like, there's always actresses, their first year, first year nominations will win because nobody has seen what they can do. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows yet that, like, oh, that's all they can do. <laughs> so tell we me. just haven't seen... Well, she wasn't supposed to win anyway. That's true. Um, but... But yeah, like that's oh, that's all they could do. That's why she won the fucking Oscar. Uh, but with Halle Berry, we've seen what she could do. Mm-hmm. We saw everything she could. We could, we saw you know X Men. We saw the Distinguished Gentleman. We, I think she was even in that bad James Bond movie okay. before she did Monsters Ball. Now, when you say that bad James Bond movie, I'm gonna need you to be more Die specific. Die another day. Yes, there you go. And so then she did Monsters Ball, and she did good. But have you you've seen Monsters Ball? Right? I have not. She just kind of like. She managed to make herself cry a lot mm-hmm. and emote a little bit more. It's like the uh, it's like when Nicolas Cage won for uh, for leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, it's which, d- a dude locked up in a room for ninety minutes, which honestly, drinking himself to death. Elizabeth Shue did a way better job carrying yes! that film than he did. Elizabeth Shue needs another comeback. She really fucking does. If in I mean, fact she had a first, I mean, she comeback. was she was in uh, the Bruce Willis movie Death Wish that came out last year. Oh, was and, she? Yeah, yeah. Uh. She got uh, she got I think beaten up. <laughs> oh, and I can't remember if she got killed, but she got fucked up pretty good. Okay, maybe she did get killed, <laughs> which is getting fucked up pretty well. You're really selling me on this film, think, Joe. But but she's uh, the, the point being, she isn't in the movie for more than just a, f- a few minutes, right. and she does. She deserves more. I mean, after seeing her in in Hamlet, Hamlet two, two. <laughs> she's so fucking great in that. Um, so 
it's nice to kind of take a little break from like the downers. We talk about like the the negativity, and that's what's where we try to straddle that line on this episode is where we, we kind of we're negative, talking about the worst this, worst mm-hmm. that. But what about those nice moments when we see something and we're like, oh, wow, yeah. I can't believe I, I liked that as much as I did. That was really surprising. Uh, those are the fun moments. Those are the moments that like, you know, still ring true from our first season when we watched uh, Hansel and Gretel Vampire Hunters. Yes. Or, well, I think that's what it was called. Yep. Um, Witch Hunters. That's what it was, yeah. And, uh, and like watching that movie and realizing, oh my God, this movie's so fucking fun. I wish I'd known that before. I judged it beforehand. Like finding out you were wrong about a movie, or and just being pleasantly surprised—that is a fun part about doing this podcast. And that brings us to the next category, which is the best pleasant surprise. And the nominees for best pleasant surprise are Scooby Doo, Super Troopers, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Pixels. Tenacious D, the pick of destiny. Now, in all fairness, this category is basically all pleasant surprises for you. <laughs> it's I a little seen, hard. I've seen everything on this list like, except for Pixels. What do you get for the man who has everything, Joe? <laughs> like, I, yes, all of these movies were, uh, were new to me and not to you, so uh, this is more my pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, but if you listen to the episodes, I think... You, we can hear uh, the history in your voice to the first time that you saw Scooby-Doo and uh, Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny. Although, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you think that was going to be good, Tenacious D? Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Because you loved them already. Here's No, I didn't really. Um, oh. I, I, I wasn't. Oh, I'd seen the shows, uh, but I, I kind of like, it, it had kind of cleared my mind. And then, you know, the movie, it was a, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was a screening for the radio station. And it was kind of more of a social thing where a bunch of people I worked with were going to the screening. Mm. And I was like, oh, what is this? The Pick of Destiny? That's all they were calling it was Pick of Destiny. I had no idea it was a Tenacious D movie. Uh. So then we go in and I see like the opening with the animation. I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. This is Tenacious. Oh, wow. They made a movie of this? Like this show is, this show was like five years old. Like what, what's going on here? And so it was, it was a pleasant surprise at the time. Uh, but yeah, I think... I voted for Pixels on this uh-huh. just because it was the one that I hadn't seen yet. And it, <laughs> and it truly up. was a pleasant surprise. It, you see it on the cover and you see Kevin James, you see Adam Sandler. You're like, oh, fuck, this movie's going to be fucking abysmal. And to at least come out of it going, you know what? It was pretty fun. As a video gamer, I appreciate what they did. Yeah, that was much more competent than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah, for Uh, sure. I had no idea Chris Columbus was involved, and you know how I feel about his films. Mm -hmm. Uh, But mostly when he works with child actors. When he's with adults and and a theme that I love, video games, uh, it's hard to go wrong. So Mm -hmm. I think we had our issues with that listener Pixels episode from uh, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, ultimately, both came away with thumbs up. Well, they all have issues, but only one of them could walk away with the prize. That's right. And that one was, are you ready for this? Joel... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Wow, how about that? Surprising, too. Uh, and this was another kind of blow-away uh, category. Uh, our listeners uh, voted, and uh, I think like over 50% of them voted for uh, Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> what did you think about this? What do you think about it stacking up? That do you think that of the of the list that was the most yeah, pleasant surprise for you? I would have put uh, I would have put Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh, that was probably my personal uh, favorite, just because again again you have to go with your expectations versus reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my expectations were so low for a Scooby Doo. <laughs> well, just because you assume it's going to be like the Smurfs film or Garfield yes. or any other where they're taking a cartoon property. First of all, I don't even like Scooby Doo all that much. Mm-hmm. Like all those Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I yeah. think we've talked about that before. 
And then to see it be like a really fun and self-referential. Uh, well, to find out that James Gunn wrote the script. Yes, yeah. And to see it plastered all over the script. Like, oh, oh, yeah, this makes sense now. And obviously laughing at itself, but mm-hmm. like with the audience. I just I had a really good time with it. Oh, and it sure. made me want to see the sequel. Yeah. And that will happen sometime in 2019, ladies and Ooh, gentlemen. Ooh, coming soon we'll to an talk episode. about Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Is that really what it's called? That is, yeah. Um, so along the same lines, for uh, you know, most uh, pleasant surprise, uh, there's also those movies that uh, maybe we like and we shouldn't, but we find ourselves liking them anyway. There's always several per year, and mm-hmm. uh, you pick yours, and I try to get you uh, turned on to... Oh, yeah. Men in Black or... Uh, or, or Unbreakable. <laughs> or Unbreakable. Well, that's not a guilty pleasure. That's just a great film, Joe, that mm. for some reason you're you're missing. But, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm excited about Glass, man. We were talking about yeah. this before we started recording. Should be. They showed a new trailer for Glass before Aquaman, and I'm sold. I'm sold on this. I, I still don't give a fuck about Unbreakable, <laughs> uh, and I want to see... Sp- Split. You need to see Split, especially if you're if you're uh, looking forward to James McAvoy's performance in this one. It looks like the most exciting thing in this film. It looks like such, like, every actor would want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I get to play 24 different characters in one? F- okay, I'm in. Oh, yeah. Like, only Eddie Murphy gets to do that, and he has to wear a lot of makeup. <laughs> and he's not very good at it. <laughs> but James McAvoy seems like he's really fucking good. Like, I try to put yeah. any other actor in that position. Who could do that, Like, right? who can do this? What if Mark Wahlberg tried to do no, that role? No, because it's all the same role. It would, <laughs> it would just be, be Mark Wahlberg. No, no, I'm being the woman now. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to be an old man. Hi, I'm an old man. <laughs> so, uh, what? What we've got next is our category for most guilty pleasure, or best guilty pleasure, rather. Uh, take it away, Lord. And the nominees for best guilty pleasure are Mystery Men, 10 Things I Hate About You, Pacific Rim, Deep Blue Sea, Top Gun. <laughs> Top Gun. Lauren with the cool guy announcement. Yeah, he started having a little uh, fun, a little loosening up there with the uh, <laughs> announcement. So look forward to more of that. That's great. As this episode progresses. Wow. So uh, we've got three movies that have something to do with the Navy or naval uh, That's right. structures See? of some sort. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um, w- what's your pick for this? For most guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you liked Mystery Men. That Pacific was your pick Rim. this year. I think Pacific Rim is my best guilty pleasure. It's those. fun because even if you don't... <clears throat> particularly like the story or anything involved robots fighting monsters oh, fuck, and it yeah. looks amazing i think we even said at the time it was the best transformers movie yeah i agree Whereas, <laughs> until bumblebee in a until bumblebee. bumblebee world um yeah that's what i would have to put down i'm curious what our viewers picked i am as well well in another landslide we have uh the winner of best guilty pleasure is 10 things i hate about you oh, yeah so probably have oh, a lot yeah. of uh, listeners who grew up in the 90s probably mm-hmm. have an affection for this film I can't disagree with him, man. No. It has a fantastic cast. Uh, it's a fun retelling of an old story, uh, but with a fresh coat of paint uh, and other metaphors. Yeah, really cute, really fun. You've got great yeah. supporting actors in that movie as oh, well. Oh, Larry... Uh, Larry Miller. Miller was fantastic. Uh, Allison Janney. Yes, I mean, as the principal. I loved her. Some very, very memorable characters in that movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing a great job. But Heath Ledger doing what Heath Ledger does, man. Every time I see him, even before he passed away, I'd see him in something and go, just roll my eyes. Oh, here's this pretty, pretty guy. boy. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, fuck me. Fuck I liked guy. him a lot in that. I know. Why does he have to be? So- it's like John Hamm. When I see John Hamm, I'm like, fuck this guy, man. He's fucking gorgeous to look at. <laughs> He's a 
funny guy, talented, a really good actor, and mm-hmm. from what I hear, like super fucking nice too. Yeah, fuck you, John Hamm. He's got to have some uh, skeletons. He's got to have something. Hopefully. Like maybe he's got halitosis. <laughs> we can only dream, Joe. He's have halitosis, John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, successful category there with 10 Things I Hate About You. I yeah, think uh, we can all agree. That's a very good movie. I'm, mm. I'm looking looking forward to, uh, to to seeing it again, actually. I'd like to, to watch it. In oh. fact, I'm going to watch it right now. I'm going to get the fuck it. out of here. All right, everybody, hit pause <laughs> on your podcast. We'll see you in an hour and 45 Why minutes. Why do they have to hit pause? We're doing it in real time. Oh, oh shit. It's all part of the experience. <laughs> it's going to be fucked up. We're a 4D podcast Oh, my now. God. Um, all right, so... Uh, well, sometimes, Joe, when we are doing this podcast... Tell me about it. I feel like we're in another dimension because... Another dimension. Another dimension? Just another like dimension. that. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Another dimension. Well, now, don't you tell me to stop... <laughs> <laughs> intergalactic planetary planetary intergalactic cut that part out Jeff cut that part out uh, because <laughs> you uh, you were so good at mimicking the human voice and, uh, and so good at mimicking the, you're I'm so a, I'm a, a, pretending to be a person <laughs> I'm a virtual rich little ladies and gentlemen synthesizing emotions almost a, Ke- a Kevin Pollock I was a Ken Pollock <laughs> you are kind of a, even Ken Pollock I'm a Sydney Pollock <laughs> Just a, a splattering of talent. Uh, but you're able to pull off some of the best impersonations. Joe, one of my f- my favorite moments throughout the year when you, uh, you'll you break out into, uh, oh, you're Paul Giamatti or you're Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, shit. Uh, th- th- neither of those are nominated this year for that, but they could be uh, in the best impersonation category, which is our next category. Um, I think I get a little action in here, but uh, you kind of dominate this year. But uh, let's see if you are the winner of the best impersonation. Shit. And the nominees for Best Impersonation are Joe as Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. <laughs> this is Alan you know, Rickman. J.K. Rowling uh, chose him specifically. Like, <laughs> What are you going to do? Hit me with that fish? <laughs> Joel as Korg from Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I love Thor. Uh, I want Makiki Tatiti or whatever his name is. Right, what's that director's name? What? Wakiki. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. We're starting a revolution, but we didn't hand out enough pamphlets, so not a lot of people showed up. I love that guy. He's the highlight of Thor. Oh, oh he's alive. He's like, uh, he's like, I'm made of rock, but don't let that uh, scare you unless you're hey, made hey, of paper. There goes another one. Yes, I love that. Joe and Joel as Dobby the House Elf. There we go. Thank you. Jen has presented you with a box of Kleenex. Present them. Master has given Dobby some Kleenex. <laughs> Dobby's going to jerk off in the bathroom now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, free elf. <laughs> oh, free elf. <laughs> Joe and Matt Fisher as Gilbert Godfrey. Have we recast Gilbert Godfrey in something? I'm sure we have. All right, got it. There you go. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> My Thomas as, Jane. As the sharks. <laughs> We're trying to lower the fence. I gotta get over to this cook. He's trapped in an oven, and I just want to eat him. Yum, 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 Let me around this table. If only I could get through this table. If only I could get through center square. Joe as Dave Matthews. I'm in the space between. Me and Dave Matthews. That'd be awesome if Dave Matthews was just like following him around. I'd be like, oh my God, this is purgatory. So much to say, so much to say. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Come on, you're with me. 
It's it's tough for me to go. Oh yeah, that's my favorite impression that I've done. <laughs> you're all of them. I have to say, Gilbert Gottfried. No, my God, is... you and Matt Fisher fucking cracked my shit up. <laughs> yes, uh, you can hear me cackling away in the background. That gets my vote for best impersonation. It's the, it's the only one that I listened to that I was like, yeah, that was a pretty decent impression. <laughs> I think. But if I honestly, if I had to vote for one, I love your Korg, man. You like when my you, Korg? When you do Korg, it's so funny, and the 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 shit that you retain. That fucking actors and characters say in movies, like I totally fucking forgot about that. You know, made a rock, but don't let that scare you. No, she made a paper. Like I don't pay attention to you saying that on that recording, but hearing that back, going, God damn, that's funny as that shit. That comes from uh, rewatching that segment on YouTube uh, about a dozen times ad nauseum. Oh my god, it's so good. Loved it too. All right, well, let's see what uh, the listeners had to say. Their best impersonation was for 2019, 18, and the. Ooh, you want to do it? No, go ahead. I'll do it. And the winner is Joe for Alan Rickman. Really? Uh, from our Harry Potter episode. I feel like that's, that was the, my weakest of the year. You know, I might agree with that, this category, but I think uh, <laughs> people's... Wow. People put their own their own shit on it. Everybody loves Alan Rickman, and uh, that's a pretty dead-on impersonation, man. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, accepting his award. Here's Alan Rickman here. Thank you. I have returned from... The grave <laughs> to accept this award for best impression, me. And the nominee for best impersonation <laughs> next year from from the Eddie's 2019 <laughs> episode. Uh, no, that's that's fun. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored that that's what uh, the people voted for. Uh, I think they got it wrong. It's uh, yeah. It's Joel as Korg. Oh well, yeah, uh, I think Joel. you and Matt for uh, what I would like Gilbert to Godfrey. do right yes, now. I would like to. I would like to. Accept this award, but then give it to. You. I want to pull a Ving Rhames. Gonna... <laughs> what he did with Jack Lemon that one year, where he won the award for but best then he actor, it off. and then handed it off to Jack Lemon. I would like to give you my award because I think Korg was far superior. Well, I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna pull a Kanye and interrupt you and say, <laughs> I'm, gonna, "I'm gonna let you Look, finish." I'm gonna let you finish. But I think the real award should go to you and Matt Fisher for Gilbert Gottfried. Well, congratulations, Matthew. Really Fisher. feeling the love. Yes, this our winner. Uh, Put it in the books. Look, if only we could agree on who should win this award. I know. I find this to be very polarizing. We always we <laughs> can never come to a, an agreement. And, and, and evidence of that mm-hmm. is the next category: films that you and I just cannot see eye to eye on, like Unbreakable. Yes. Or uh, Wild Wild West. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we. I'm pretty sure we saw Wild Wild West. Splitting hairs on that one, uh, yeah. but we do have a nice five rounding out the category. For most polarizing. Take it away, Lauren. And the nominees for most polarizing are Men in Black, The Dark Tower, Troop Beverly Hills, Jersey Girl, Final Destination. <laughs> Listen, I'm taking the opportunity while Lauren's uh, helping out. To- Clear my sinuses. Nobody wants. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like Michael Caine from the end of uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yes. I told them I would protect you. <laughs> I just, I just want to step into Chris Nolan's head for a second while he was filming that sequence and think, like, was he really thinking, like, all right, this is it. <laughs> yeah, this, this is it. this is what we want. I smell Oscar. <laughs> I just want to have Michael Caine, or was that Michael Caine's call, like? Listen, Chris. I got this. I got this. Just let the camera keep rolling. <laughs> Just let me play with it a little bit. No, man. 
Don't do that. Nobody enjoys seeing a sad old man crying for five minutes on screen. And you've done it three times in this film. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, most polarizing. I would, I would say that, uh, I mean, The Dark Tower, didn't we both, we both kind of thought it was okay? We liked it. I, you know, I, I walked away from that film not having too many negative thoughts about it. But as the, year, as the years, as the days and months progressed, oh, like, did I you, just I look back did you turn that, around on it? I, I, I do that shudder. You know, when you when you remember something or you, you, you get a whiff of something, and, ooh, what is that? Ooh, I remember having watched The Dark Tower. It's me, Roland. It didn't, it didn't stick with me. Stop breathing. <laughs> it felt like a made-for-TV movie, I think, it is the problem. It kind of did. It had a very made-for-TV And feel. the problem is that's where Stephen King has found most of his success in film, mm-hmm. is the made-for-TV movies. Uh, and then It came out, and you were like, what? Have you seen It yet? Still not. God damn it, Joel. We'll, 2019 will be the year that I see Holy that film. I, I guarantee. Man. Um, Mine, uh, I remember really liking Destination, really, Destination, Final <laughs> Destination, really thinking you were going to be on board, and then you were kind of meh I was milk toast on it. I was, I, I, yeah. And it really, uh, it hurt me, Joe. Did it hurt you I'm feelings? hurt, Joe. <laughs> Wounded? <laughs> hurt, Kim. <laughs> um... All right, so yeah, I, I would say that there's a couple like True Beverly Hills. You were really fucking rooting for. I that could have been on Best Pleasant even, Surprise even too. Jenna, who was the one that wanted <laughs> to watch her it, idea. she turned around she on. She was it. like, "No, this is no good." <laughs> but uh, I found it really lovable, and I thought it was a nice balance, and I liked the message that they were telling because. Um, I'm not going to repeat myself. Listen to our True Beverly Hills episode uh, and stick around now to figure out who the winner. Joe, who is the winner of the most, the most polarizing film? Polarizing film, as voted on by the listeners of the Editing Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they got this one right. I agree. Uh, Men in Black. That's right. That is definitely a film that you and I cannot see eye to eye. Another landslide. And I think uh, all of the voters actually listened to that episode and, and concurred that, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was, there was no way I was winning you over. Um, and I, I loved it so much, there was no way I could look uh, ill upon my beloved Men in Black. Yeah. In fact, the, uh, the one thing that we agreed on was that the second one was also shit. Oh, yeah. It was a total cash grab and embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, they kind of redeemed the... T- oh, hey. Did you see the trailer for the new Men yes. in Black? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the cast of uh, Thor. Thor, Ragnarok. basically, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Korg. Korg, maybe Korg will, Korg will show up. come back. Dude, that would it's be fucking so, Men in Black. That would be so fucking great. That'd that be that great. A ship crash lands on Earth. Oh, oh hi, hey, guys. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, you look familiar. <laughs> In fact, you both do. What happened to your face paint? <laughs> oh, I small mashup. Where, where's your brother? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sad story. Uh, where is his brother? You think yeah. we'll see him in no, uh, the No, the Russos have confirmed he's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. They can't confirm anything before the movie <laughs> comes out, Joe. You know that old game. Dude, that trailer for Endgame looks so fucking great. Yeah. Are you... But I think we've talked about this. You're we ready, did. though, for, for them to just get, get over the end game. Are you... Because I'm, I'm, I'm fucking ready for I it. enjoy... I, I like my comic book movies 60% fun and lighthearted and yes. 40% emotion and, and gravitas. Yeah. And this is uh, the polar opposite. Uh-huh. The it's Amy polarizing. polar opposite. That's right. <laughs> Much like Men in Black. It's very polarizing. <laughs> Here come the Men in Black. Mm, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, there you uh-huh. go. What? Joe, there you Won't go again. You Breaking out into music. You do that so many times. You know what we should do, Joe? What's that? We should make that a category on the Eddie Awards. Oh, that's a good idea. Wouldn't that be a good idea? How about we do that now? All right. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, if we listen back to our episodes from 2018, I can cull together enough clips uh, to put a little highlight section there together. That sounds good. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> and without further ado, here are some of our favorite musical moments from the 2018 Editing Bay season. 
When Donald Glover. Is it Donald Glover? What? Or Danny Glover? No, Danny Glover. Donald Glover's in community. Danny Glover. When Danny Glover. Aha, yeah. Wanna be Danny Glover. Aha, yeah. He's loyal to Harry sometimes, but he's mostly brave to save Hermione for love. Like, he's not like. Cause I would do anything <laughs> for love. But I won't kill that Horcrux. What was that movie that was in City of Angels? Is that oh, what yeah. it's called? And I give up forever to see Yeah. And I don't know if you'd understand. When everything's made to be go. broken. I don't have the registry for that. I need to go I down. I just want you to know who I am. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 I'll spread dun. my wings and <laughs> I'll learn how to fly. Yeah, Ooh, there's a mashup in the making. Yeah, man. Daughtry and Roger Daltrey. <laughs> That's what's that song? That, that, that's Kings of Leon, isn't it? Like you. Isn't that Kings of Leon? You know the duck do somebody. That was Daughtry. Et- etymology <laughs> is the Y. Etymology. Let's let's find out. There it is. Yeah. E T Y. E T Y. My bad. Pretty young thing. I want to spell you. E T Y. Etymology. <laughs> Dude looks like the fucking main character. <laughs> That's good. Dude looks like a lady. The fucking Metallica. Boom! I disappear. This is the only. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and I went on. And I went on down that road. Hey, hey, hey. Cut that little child out of me in such a part of you. It's <laughs> pretty good. Fendi Newton. <laughs> if you've ever seen the beginning of Desperado where he's singing, oh, yes. I think he's good at singing in his native tongue. <laughs> I went with uh, another Spider Man. I went with Andrew Garfield. Ah, Zendaya. Zendaya. What did you think of Hocus Pocus? Uh, by focus? Didn't you say that? The TV show Hawaii Five O. That's on right now. Wait, the original? Oh, the, no, the, 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 the current one, which also it's shares Scott some Con. lost. Uh, yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> it's the fucking most obnoxious thing. Like, listening back. To yourself, I know. Is this what we sound like? <laughs> this is what we fucking, this is what people tune in. People are to. P- subscribing to this voluntarily. <laughs> like, when is this fucking asshole going to stop singing? <laughs> Jesus. I, I blame it. I blame it on the radio background. 
of just always having a song that I can fucking associate with something. I do that at home with Sarah while we'll be talking about something. I'll just start singing a song that, like, what she says oh, yeah. will remind me of. So that's not just something that we do on the podcast. That's just some shit that I do in real yes, life we, all we the live fucking that time. Life. I am so sorry. And now hearing a whole like ten minute clip of us doing it, <laughs> I feel like I need to go home and just like bring my wife flowers and candy and be like, I'm. F- so sorry. There are skip buttons if people don't want to hear that stuff. Uh, Good times, Joe. I, you know, after five years, <laughs> it, it's kind of uncanny to me how you can you can pick up on on what it is. You know, we, it, we're like an old married. Couple. That's right. We're like we'll be just a bar into a song, and like we've both picked our parts and <laughs> just move on with it. I actually had to leave some clips out, Joe, of this. Uh, oh yeah, little compilation there. What didn't make the cut? Uh, well, tune in later. Maybe you'll, one will pop up. Oh, that'll be fun. On another segment here. Very cool. Speaking of other segments, oh, Joe, <laughs> that's, that's a smooth segue. <laughs> we're now You're entering like clock watching. You're like Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, moving on to the look next. of the hour. <clears throat> uh, we're now entering the uh, the segments of our Eddie Awards. Uh, where we, it's all about the recast, uh, and if you're a subscriber, if you've listened in years past, you know that uh, at the end of every episode, when we review a film, we'll always uh, end out by recasting it with uh, with modern actors or, or actors from another uh, property. Uh, and Joe, I think you came up with that, and it's one of my favorite you love parts of the, about to the say, podcast. You love this. It's the highlight. We should have been selling this all along. When we first started this podcast, uh, the the... The gimmick that I thought we would do is do dramatic readings from the IMDb message boards. Ah, uh, yes. Which lasted one episode. You can hear that in our, uh, <laughs> was that our Birdemic episode? Or yes, that was our first episode. Our debut. Uh, and then after that, I was like, we've got to come up with something else. Yeah. It was, Thank- oh, how would we recast it? There what would go. we do differently? I feel like it happened like organically in one episode, and then, uh, or maybe you just planned it that way. Maybe I played oh, it that way. I'm like, I'm like Ozymandias from Watchmen. I did it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, didn't, I didn't listen to that band. <laughs> Generals <laughs> gathered in their masses. More of, an, more of an ACDC fan, actually. Oh, fuck you. All right, so best recast. Best recast. Which one are we starting with here? Well, if you listen to our uh, episode last week, our 2018 recast special, uh, some of these uh, nominees may sound familiar because uh, we, we replayed the segments from those episodes with some of these nominees. Um, we break it down into uh, best male recast, best female recast, uh, and a couple of other categories. But we'll start with male. And I'll hand it over to Joe. I'll hand it over to Lauren <laughs> to announce the nominees for best male. Were you just making sure that I was listening? <laughs> yes, that was a test. You, you passed. passed. So here we are. Take it away, Lauren. And the nominees for best male recast are Christopher Walken as Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Nathan Fillion as Burt Reynolds from Stroker Ace. Joe Keery as Daniel LaRusso from Karate Kid 3. Chris Pine as Tom Cruise from Top Gun. Tom Hiddleston as Wadsworth the Butler from Clue. Oh yeah, that Tom Hiddleston one? That was all me. That oh was yeah, me. that was me, and I, I'm I'm pretty confident that's the winner. That's a that's a pretty good one. That I believe one. that one got my vote as well. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. You need somebody who can who can do comedy, and uh, I don't know, he hits all the notes. For it, me. Well, and he can also be he could be menacing in a way, you know, because mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end, that's right. he has to be the killer. He Spoiler has to alert. The, Sorry, guys. <laughs> this movie that's like 40 years old at this point. I'm sorry I spoiled it. Uh, but no, uh, Tim Curry is, you know, he ends up being the killer at the very end. And, you know, he, he 
he pulls off a little bit of a creepy vibe, uh, which is hard to do for him to be hilarious yeah. for 99% of the movie yep. and then suddenly make that sudden, turn and mm-hmm. be the heavy and do it skillfully. Man, almost as hard as I guess for it to be Michael McKeon being the klutz throughout yeah. the entire movie yeah. and then ended up being the hero at the end. Mm-hmm. Man, that movie's so fucking good. Oh, are they still working on that uh, remake? I think the Ryan Reynolds Ryan one? Ryan Reynolds was going to... Pikachu's? Produce <laughs> Detective Pikachu's Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> hey, man, he's all about detectives and solving clues. Dude, it's, it's so it makes funny. Makes sense. That fucking guy, I'll tell you, like he can make just about anything work right now. The fucking PG-13 version of Deadpool 2. Oh, yes. Yeah, Once did, Upon a Deadpool. Did you see that? I haven't yet, no. Oh, uh, that does look fun. Yeah, it does. Except I feel like I'm going to watch that and just wish I were watching the R-rated version. I see, but I'm sure with like the interstitial uh, things the with two Fred different Savage, films, right? Yeah. It's, that would be kind of neat to see like him telling the story and then the Fred Savage cut-ins. Yeah. That's going to be kind of nice. That's a rental for me. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> then. I did like your Tom Hiddleston in Clue, uh, but I have a little soft spot for uh, my recast of Nathan Fillion as Burt Reynolds. That because makes sense, man. There's not a lot of people who could do that, who have that swagger and the charisma, uh, and especially that scene about halfway through where uh, Burt Reynolds attempts to rape uh, yeah. Lonnie Anderson. In right. Film. We totally see Nathan Fillion doing that. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, he's... And my surprise guest tonight, oh! coming in the studio right now, Nathan Fillion. Oh, sorry, I just called you a rapist. Hi, guys. Mal. I'm Nathan Fillion. <laughs> why, hey. why, why does he sound like Kermit the Frog? I don't know. That's, that's the best I could do on short notice. Well, let's see if uh, our listeners chose either of those options as the best male recast. Well, announce it, Jeff. Oh, I thought you were, you were leading it like... Like you got a recording. I'm throwing it to you. No, we're announcing the winners. <laughs> I thought you had it like it was like fifth build up. Fifth annual Eddie Awards. We've still, still working it. on it. <laughs> uh so the the uh, the listeners yes. chose they didn't choose either one of ours. Oh. No, uh the winner is Christopher Walken as Tommy Wiseau in the room. Jared yes. Seaman, congratulations. That's right. Uh, accepting on Jared's behalf, Ooh. Joel Burnson. Oh wow! The, well, like I, I'm surprised at this. Uh, it's an honor just to be. It's an honor just to accept the award for a nomination for somebody else. So uh, thank you for handing this to me. No, uh, Jared. Yeah, spot on. Um, not only does he look like him, but uh, Christopher Walken's just a weird dude, right? And I kind of feel like he and Tommy Wiseau are cut from the same cloth. They may even be separated at birth, for all Wait, we know. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, Tommy Wiseau and Chris... Okay, well, I'm, I'm just saying in the, the presence that they have on screen. Okay, I got that. All right. I'm like, one's a little talented. Off. The other one's... <laughs> yeah, the other one's special. <laughs> yeah. They're both special. They're very, in their own way. In the eyes of the Lord, Joe. I'm your father, Chris Penn. <laughs> I want to bring you're, it back to that one. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. You're, you're tearing me apart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got to end. You got to end. You gotta, on the, yeah. On the, on the down. Never go where you think he's going to go. Yeah. He's, you got to go the opposite side. You think he's going to zag. <laughs> did I do it right? You did really did good. Did I do it right? That was All really right. good. The nominee for Best Impersonation 2019. Um, so we've got our, our winner for Best Recast Male. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've got our Best Recast Female coming up. Lauren Burnson with those nominees. And the nominees for Best Female Recast are Brie Larson as Cher from Clueless, Tessa Thompson as Catwoman from Catwoman, Rose Byrne as Shelley Long from Troop Beverly Hills, Shailene Woodley as Sandra Bullock from The Lake House, Margot Robbie as Kelly McGillis from Top Gun, 
<laughs> it it never <laughs> fails to make me laugh how inconsistent <laughs> you are with like uh, Brie Larson from... as the character of Cher in <laughs> Clueless or Tessa Thompson as Catwoman in Catwoman or <laughs> Rose Byrne as Shelley Long in Troop Beverly Hills. I guess I could have uh, done Brie Larson as Alicia Silverstone, as Alicia Silverstone from or Clueless. Just everybody as the character. Rose Byrne but as see, nobody the... knows who the, the characters' names. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, what names. was Kelly McGillis's name in Top Gun? Uh, exactly, a lesbian woman. <laughs> oh, Tom no. Cruise sleeps with. Oh no, she's a lesbian. Kelly McGillis in is real a life is yes. that confirmed? Yes. All right. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, Judge, you that's how you were I labeling. Thought we talked her. about that in the episode. <laughs> we probably did listen to our Top Gun episode. <laughs> it explains the chemistry From or a... lack thereof that they had on screen. <laughs> our July episode. Bow, yes. bow, 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 bow. Also, I think she was like six inches taller bow, than he bow. was. And it was that's kind of embarrassing that's to why watch. She was him. always sitting down and he's standing. He's like, she's lounging in the couch <laughs> while he's like on a trapeze. <laughs> Talking about going and taking a shower. I'm going to go take a shower uh, now. Who's your favorite, Joe, from this list here? My the- favorite from this list, I think the best recast. I love Rose Byrne. Yeah. Um, right? As Shelley Long. I think Jenna did a really great job with Rose Byrne as Shelley Long in this one. Uh, the only. Um, the only hang-up I have about Brie Larson as Cher in Clueless is I like Brie Larson a lot, uh, but I just, I don't know if I buy her playing that character that Alicia Silverstone played. Oh, really? You know, even when it's, she it's played Envy joke. Adams, when she was Envy Adams, she still wasn't, like, dopey. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay. Where, where she plays, she plays um, obnoxious really well, but not yes. dopey. Like, you still buy that she kind of, she's she's got a great awareness about her. Whereas Alicia Silverstone... In that whole movie, was just kind of clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I don't know. I think just because we haven't seen her do a role like that before doesn't mean she's not capable just of it. Just because you had never seen it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean, mean it doesn't exist. That's right. Is that from Christmas Chronicles? <laughs> no, it's from the Santa Claus. Oh, it, may, it might as well have been from any number of Santa Claus like, Have you ever seen Santa Claus? He's like, no. Have you ever seen a million dollars? No. Oh, that's right. Just because you haven't seen it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. See, I had to do the impression twice. So, you <laughs> uh, all right, just as so funny the second time. Taking the award for best recast mm. female, Joel Bernson with Margot Robbie as Kelly McGillis yeah. in Top Gun. Oh, I thought that worked out. I think uh, maybe maybe we uh, get a heterosexual this time to yeah. play a heterosexual role. Um, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't know that was so important to you, Joel. It's not important to me, but if the opposite is true, You've got Mike Pence on the mic over here. <laughs> No, I just think she has uh, the presence that was missing, maybe, from... Uh, and she was a strong, independent woman, but also attractive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, she can act her ass off, as we've seen in uh, a couple of a couple of Martin Scorsese movies at this point, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. She did really good in uh, in that movie about Tanya Harding. Oh, I need to see that. Did you do? It was, uh, it was so, And Alice and Janney showing up again. There you go. The woman is fucking fantastic. She's like an angel. So great. Ever-present. Like an, an, a theater-acting angel. <laughs> Um, so we've got our male, we've got our female. Mm-hmm. What about duos? You got your famous duos. You got yeah. Martin and Lewis, Abbott and Costello. Because sometimes, you know, there isn't just one lead actor. Yeah. It's like you can't have uh, one without the other. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter and my chocolate. <laughs> um, and so we've got a couple of a uh, couple of nominees you didn't here. Know my dick was called peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I call my asshole chocolate. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Oh, God. Cut that part out. I'm making a t-shirt for you that says that. I'm calling my asshole chocolate. Uh, white chocolate. Oh, God. 
I'm just going to throw it through the nominees. <laughs> Lauren, take it away. Who are our nominees for Best Recast Duo? And the nominees for Best Recast Duo are Nicolas Cage and Donald Glover as Agents J and K in Men in Black. Dax Shepard and the voice of John C. Riley as Shaggy and Scooby in Scooby-Doo. Matt Smith and Emily Blunt as Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney Todd. John Favreau and Vince Vaughn as Adam Sandler and Kevin James in Pixels. Jamie Chung and Mindy Kaling as Harold and Kumar in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's some of that stunt casting where I'm going to recast... <laughs> An all-female no, cast don't. for Harold and Kumar. I like when you do that. You did that with the Muppets uh, one year when we did Space, Space Ball. Jam. Spaceball. Spaceball? Space no, no, Jam. that's what I called it. The Muppet version would be called Spaceball. That's Ball. right, because they were going to be playing baseball yeah. instead, instead of basketball. Come on and jam. Would have been a much better movie. Although, did you hear they're remaking that? Really? With LeBron James. Really? Our generation's Michael Jordan. I don't know if we ever need to remake that movie. Well, we'll see. I mean, the the, the bar is not that high for a Space Jam <laughs> but, but sequel. But I'm telling like, we agreed that Bill Murray was fucking astronomical in that yes, film. Yes, yeah. Who are they going to get instead? Hmm, who's this generation's Bill Murray? Bill Will, Murray? Will the, Ferrell. Will, oh. oh, come Dude, on. did you see that fucking Holmes and Watson movie? No, Has like a 7% Rotten Tomato yeah, rating? I, we were interested in seeing it, and we almost saw it. Because um, we like both those actors, and they're funny. Yeah. Especially when they're together, but apparently not this time. Man. Avoid. That is, that, that's disheartening <laughs> to, to think, like, it's really that joyless <laughs> that it got a, a 7%. Yep. I mean, fucking the Meg has a better Rotten Tomatoes. Oh score. no, does it? Yes. Yeah, critics are especially hard on comedies. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think. So. Well, I think who's your right. pick then? Who do you like uh, for, for, this, for this category? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I thought that Jamie Chung and Mindy Kaling was good when I did it. Now I feel like no, that's so obviously a stunt deal. Yeah, um, but but I think it works. I think they're both accomplished actresses and uh, would be funny in those roles. I like listening to this and hearing. Whenever I hear an actor who played Doctor Who. I clearly know who picked that. <laughs> like, yeah. hmm, I wonder. I wonder. If that's definitely not a Joel recast. That has to be mine. Um, I I still kind of stand by my Nicolas Cage Donald Glover recast. I like it. Uh, I think that uh, I think that Nicolas Cage is he's done enough with himself now with the work that he's done in the past, but also now what he's doing with. Um, he just he just did a voice in the uh, the Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, movie. he did. Really? Yeah, he's the voice of Spider Man Noir. Uh, oh, cool! And, and so it's kind of like reprising that Big Daddy role from from uh, Kickass, uh, and then he was also the voice of Superman in the uh, the um, the Lego Movie. No, no, not the Lego Movie. The uh, Channing Tatum, uh, Teen Titans Go. Movie. No, no way. Yeah. Which is fun because he was supposed to be Superman in the Tim Burton Superman. Oh, movie. how fun! Yeah, so I kind of like that. Nicolas Cage, in a way, is sort of reinventing himself. He's calming down in his uh, twilight years. Yeah. And uh, maybe, not that he hasn't done serious roles before, but he doesn't have to be manic, uh, wicker man. I think he's Nicolas accepting Cage. the fact that he's he's kind of he's kind of that B-movie actor now. Yeah. You know, that people, people don't really look at him and go, oh, this is a, a serious, uh, you know, a man dedicated to his craft. He's just doing like, it for the camp. Man, I'm doing it for the camp, doing it for the money, got to pay the bills, and I'm having some fun. Uh, and Donald Glover, you know, I just fucking love. Yeah, he's great in everything. Well, Joe, you'll be happy to learn that the winner 
of the best recast duo is Nicolas Cage and Donald Glover as Agent J and K from Men in Black. Congratulations, Joe. Thank you very much. I do think that the uh, the listeners got it right on this one. This mm-hmm. one, I, I would still love to see this duo get together and work, especially in this capacity. Uh, probably not going to be another couple of years unless we see that this, uh, this new Men in Black doesn't work. And then they think, okay, what do we do? Let's listen to that Editing Bay podcast. They're usually pretty good about this stuff. Ah, let's do what they said. Uh, but I think that duo would be would be great. I agree. Um, thank you very much. It's an honor. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think that the best thing to do now is just roll into the next one. I think you're right. And uh, we've done male, we've done female, we've done duo, and all that's left to be done, Joe, is the best recast ensemble. Take it away, Lauren. And the nominees for best recast ensemble are... The cast of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in Saving Silverman. The cast of The Force Awakens in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The cast of Mean Girls in Clueless. The cast of Stranger Things in Ten Things I Hate About You. The cast of Love Actually in Harry Potter. Man, we recast Stranger Things and a lot of stuff. Well, it's hard because anytime you're trying to recast children, uh, there aren't a lot. Like, I don't watch the Disney Channel. I don't know who the I don't know who Zendaya sure, is. Sure, I, I mean, don't know you who just all said these. her name, but well, I do now. But uh, yeah. I'm I'm not at the forefront of this. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you need some cute precocious kids that are also great actors. Maybe one of them's a redhead. Maybe one of them's black. Maybe one of them's a brunette. <laughs> I'm just saying, they 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 meet all the demo. Didn't I recast a bunch of strange? Oh no, I recast a bunch of Netflix people for the Santa Claus movie. That's what it was yeah. for for Christmas Chronicles. And an awful because lot of them the, happened to come from strange. Because the children in that movie were just fucking atrocious. Yeah, not the best. We really could have used a uh, Sadie Sink, who plays Mad Max from Stranger Things, yeah. instead of the girl from Christmas Chronicles. Oh, for sure. Listen to our Christmas Chronicles episode from last week. So the problem is when people recast ensembles that I'm not familiar with. Like, I maybe have seen an episode of It's Always Sunny. So when people are like, oh, yeah, no. I've recast it. I'm like, I really, re- I bet it's awesome. <laughs> I bet it's awesome. I just, I've seen like two episodes. I don't know who these people are. That one came from guest host uh, Danny Nichols, actually. Who's one of my favorites, mm. uh, like Danny Saint on Facebook. We actually. It's a local wrestler. I, and I just really did great. that today. Yeah, he just good. invited me. So now I'm part of the team. There you go. We actually had a couple of guest hosts uh, uh, representing on this uh, category. My lovely wife, Jenna. She did the cast of Mean Girls. Did the cast of Clueless. Mean Girls for Clueless. Uh, and also the Love Actually for Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So doubling up there. Which, by the way, Joel, mm-hmm. the winner of this category yes. was the cast of Love Actually what? in Harry Potter. Oh. And here to accept her award for Best Recast Ensemble. Yeah. Jenna Burnson. Yay! Woo! Oh, I couldn't be more proud of you, baby. Uh, it's no secret to the listeners that uh, you're Jenna, married. That you're married. That I'm also married, and, and that also, Jenna does yeah. all your recasting. Thank you. Over fifty percent of my yep. recasting choices are, are from her. So thank you for uh, not giving me this one. Actually, you you, you did have an idea that uh, that you'd given me that I refused, didn't you? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. You would have won for Harry Potter, right? Because yeah. uh, there's first of all big cast, a lot of a variety yeah. there to choose big from. British cast, that's really what you got to go with. And instead, what did I go with? I used um, I don't even remember that. Oh, how bad it was. I did the Quentin Tarantino's <laughs> Harry Potter universe using <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. I kept this fucking ring hidden up my ass, probably for why, five years. Probably why I uh, wasn't one of the nominees here. Yeah, that's why it's so unmemorable. Jenna, how did you come up with this idea? I don't really know. I think maybe I was looking at um, Emma Thompson or 
uh, Alan Rickman and maybe right. thought of the other movie or something. But really, again, big British cast, right? Of course. Anytime you're looking to uh, recast uh, Brits, it's always good to, to find a Brit property. Yes. Yeah. Easy. So it was <laughs> fun. Who? And I love both of the movies. So Downton Abbey? Downton Alley? Downton Alley. <laughs> Coming to That's, there's CMT. Diagon Alley, there's Nocturne Alley, and then there's Downton Alley. Speaking of Harry Potter, and yeah. then there's the Dog Alley. Hi, Dog Alley. <laughs> <laughs> well, baby, I thought your choice was so inspired that I totally ripped you off uh, last week or two weeks ago when we yeah, did I our know. Love Actually episode, and I used the Harry Potter cast mm-hmm. there because yeah, I figured if it okay. works one way, it works the other. And it sure didn't. He didn't get nominated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be for. Uh, oh, next is that going to be for next year? Yeah, so stay tuned. No. But for now, uh, congratulations, Jenna. Yay. Thank you, guys. It was fun. Speech. That was a really speech, fun episode. Speech. No way. Thank you. That's my speech. Love you guys. Well, you All right. were a Peace. fantastic guest Happy host. 2019. <laughs> she can't drop the mic quick enough. Love you, baby. Congratulations. And, okay, uh, thank you. Thanks, bye. Oh. Well, it seems only fitting that we follow up uh, a guest host winning that category uh, by introducing the next category, which is best guest host. Throughout the year, we always have, uh, we, we try to, Joe, we try to have at least five people, and uh-huh. uh, usually we have six or seven come in, whether they're your friends or mine or, uh, or mutual friends is usually how they leave. Uh, because we have such a good time <laughs> talking about... No, movies. I like that they leave hating one of us. <laughs> it's just it's like, fuck gonna, that guy. <laughs> but yes, they are kind enough to uh, darken our doorways, as it were. Uh, to what, You never heard that phrase before? No, I brighten our doorways. Somebody darken your doorway? No, it no. means they cast a shadow. Oh, I think that usually that sounds so negative. Well, in, the ca- <laughs> in this case, they do brighten our doorways, Joe. Uh, when they come in and uh, talk about movies, sometimes it's their favorite movie, sometimes it's a movie they hate, yeah. but it's always entertaining. Sometimes it's a good movie, sometimes it's bad movies. movies. No matter what the case, case, it's a joy to have them on. (laughs) Nicely said. And so without further ado, here are the nominees for Best Guest Host. And the nominees for Best Guest Host are Jared Seaman for The Room. Apparently the editor tried to talk him out of showing his bare ass on screen. And he was like, no, this is what's going to sell tickets. (laughs) Yes, Yes, your half-melted body is really going (laughs) to... Like I swear, it looks like somebody passed the G.I. Joe over a candle a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Brundage for Ravenous. Sometimes when you go to premieres, there's these little takeaways that the premiere gives you, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. We'll leave behind. And so one of the really cool takeaways that they did was they handed out beef jerky. Oh, <laughs> my no. With <laughs> nice reveal, Matt Brundage just that was whipped out. Incredible! I mean, I wish you guys listening would have had the, uh, the been able to see this. Ever the show, Sarah Cucinati for the Harry Potter saga. Yeah, so it's this whole servitude. thing. She has a, a group that's like you know writes for house elves. It's it's very like times up for house elves. <laughs> very, and they don't go into that at all. Danny Nichols for Saving Silverman. You want to hear this situation? We saw Room that morning. We saw Spotlight later that day oh, because geez. we were trying to get all the Oscar movies out of it because we used to see every Oscar. Well, nominated yeah. movie. well that's on you then. You should but know that this was also the day movies. after we found out we were pregnant that we were not excited about. Oh, oh no, <laughs> that was a terrible two days. What kind of world are we bringing this child into? I was just like, why are we doing this? <laughs> Matt Fisher for Deep Blue Sea. The person I forgot to recast, and we'll get to this later, obviously, is Scoggins. I forgot fucking Rappaport. Oh what? He's Michael so Rappaport? Great. He's so good. <laughs> He's the best. His whole purpose in this movie is to summarize everything everybody said four seconds before he talks. <laughs> yeah, his original name in this I heard was Cliff Notes. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... 
Brian Harden from Mystery Men. You know what's funny is that I'm, I'm looking up some of these characters who are in line auditioning. I'm looking them up on IMDb, and you see some who, that's what they're known for. Uh-huh. Mystery men. That's it. This guy, you know, known for mystery men. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is like the pinnacle of their career is being in this line. That's, that's pretty sad. <laughs> Jenna Bernson for Troop Beverly Hills. Because it's a horrible movie. It's not with, that like, horrible. With a horrible guys. message. It really is horrible. No, wh- Jenna, this is your pick. <laughs> but I liked it when I was 11. <laughs> it's okay because there are lots of movies. <laughs> It's really bad. You don't have to apologize. I'm sorry, you guys. I recommended no. this because I knew it was probably going to be bad. It's not that bad, though. I actually no, it's, came it's away. It's pretty bad. <laughs> 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 the apologies coming from Jenna. I know. It's like, this is her I'm movie. Sorry, it's pretty bad. Uh, she was just so humbled by it. <laughs> and apologetic. Um, it's okay. No need to apologize, baby. <laughs> it's how I feel when I watch No Holds Barred. No, no. <laughs> no nobody there understands. Was, there was something there. There had to have been something there. Nope. I hate it when you're hurt <laughs> or scared. That's <laughs> that's yeah. It's all the negative emotions. It's really a fun time getting to record with all of those people. I really wish that. Yeah. They, you know what? Honestly, everybody, you're all the everyone's winner a winner for me. Participation trophies all around. It. Dude, when Matt Brundage pulled that freaking beef jerky, <laughs> I, I don't even it. know where he had it. I yeah. have no idea where it was. Like we sat there talking to him for what, like forty five minutes yes, up to that point, yeah. and out of nowhere, he just like, yeah, one of the things I had, <laughs> just on the table, it's beef like, jerky. Where the fuck? that come from and it was delicious oh did you have some yes i did i yes, took a picture of that I, I think i posted it to the, the facebook page dude I'm not sure if i ever did here's a, a the really fun and i still haven't seen that uh that chappaquiddick movie that he was talking about. oh really yeah but i what was it like a friend of his worked on it or yeah, something yeah 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 i still haven't checked that out i'd like to see it though but no everybody i mean uh jared is always a pleasure i got He's to direct, i got to direct jared in Slayheart. that's right uh and obviously your wife is a, a pleasure to and have Obviously, your wife always brings a a new angle, especially that Harry Potter episode, She's very smart. She is. She's incredibly smart. Too smart. smart. Our wives are too smart for us, Joe. Danny, that that story where he's like, and then we found out we were pregnant, which I wasn't excited about. (laughs) We'll be playing this clip for your future son or daughter in about nine years. Uh, Matt, you know, one of my favorites. Oh, my gosh. You know, he was there at my wedding. Uh, tendon bar. Did he do the Gilbert Godfrey voice he, at your wedding? Yeah, my wedding. No, he should have. He, he really, dude. Uh, Brian Harden. Yes. Oh, Roach already Man's a winner. Brian Harden. Yes. For best guest host. I still have his plaque from the first Eddie's that I have. To you never gave it to I him. Haven't given it to it's him. been five years, Joe. <laughs> yes. Someday he'll get it. <laughs> he was here in this room. <laughs> I know. And nine I, months I ago. Didn't bring it with me. Oh, what? Uh, but no, everybody was just a joy to have. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, and we're looking forward to having you back and some more of our favorites. Uh, in the coming year, I know that I've talked with Stephanie, and she'd like to come back. And oh play yeah, with us. Hillary wants to come on. We back. missed uh, some big ones. Lauren wasn't on this year. Lauren Hillary wasn't, wasn't on, on this year. Uh, I think Devin wants Devin to. Devin wants back to on. come back. That's right. Yeah. We can speak so, again. Well, so who was the winner, Joe? Well, the winner, mm-hmm. as voted on by the listeners of the editing bay, yes, it was, is my wife. My wife. Yes, for the Harry Potter episode, uh, Sarah. Congratulations. She she was going to try to make it on out, but. I mean, looking at how it's almost, it's like almost uh, quarter after 10. Yes. Uh, and the baby goes down to sleep at like 8.30. She's... So we thought that it might be best that, you know, she just stays home. Yes. And takes care of the kiddo. Joe, will you accept this on her behalf I will then? accept this on her behalf. And I will say that uh, it is much deserved. 
Uh, she's been nominated before. That's right. This is her first win. Hey! <laughs> uh, Clear off the mantle. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just There's no mantle. Also, it's a good thing. It's a good thing we don't there have a mantle. Uh, but, also, like that was our, our longest episode, I think, clocking in at just under two hours. Yeah. And she sat here and like was engaging and talked the entire time and had opinions, had read all the books, and really brought a unique perspective and wit. We were talking about something that was like very relevant to her interests. And mm-hmm. I think that's great when we could do something like that. Dude, we stayed up the other night after New Year's. Uh, we got home, put the baby to bed. We probably finally settled down, and we were sitting in front of the TV, and it's like one thirty, and uh, <laughs> and we were both like beat. We're like, man, I'm about to fall asleep. So we started watching Venom. I don't Ooh, know if you've the seen new this Tom yet. Hardy. I have yeah. not. Uh, so we started watching it. We were both we both assumed we we're going to be knocked out in the next hour or so. Oh. We stayed up and watched that whole damn movie. Did you really? Was like, this a first viewing? It was for the you? first viewing for both of us, and uh, uh, captivated. And it was really fun. It was fun to sit on the couch and just sit together. And watch something that neither one of us had seen before. Now, captivated in a good way? In a good way. Okay. It was fun. You're recommending yeah, Venom? She even she was like, that is not what I was expecting it to be. Oh. Uh, and I found myself entertained. So nice. that, was, uh, that, that was good times. But yeah, uh, it, it's fun when I can kind of expose her to some of these things. Just like like the Venom movie and you know when we sat down and watched Deadpool 2 together. Oh. But then when she can come in and bring her expertise in mm-hmm. and talk about Harry Potter... Uh, that's also a joy. She's brilliant. She's funny. She's beautiful, and she is mine. Easy breezy, Japanesey. <laughs> Congratulations, Sarah. Thank you <laughs> for her. I'm gonna say thank you. Thank you. So, uh, so what's next? Here? Well, now we're gonna bring things down a little bit. We've been doing a lot of jovial celebrating, um, but Joe, it's no use reflecting on a year without uh, thinking about some of the lives and and. Uh, People who touched our lives that were lost in this past year, uh, as every year. And even people that weren't lost in this past year. Uh, so, uh, gone now, uh, but maybe we didn't have the opportunity to talk about them before. But yeah. uh, yeah, maybe they show up in a movie in 2018, and uh, we have to we have to stop down and talk about them and some of the other late greats that we lost in 2018. Hey, speaking of uh, Frasier, <laughs> sad news. Yeah, the father. Last, uh, John, what's his name? John Mahoney. Mahoney, Mahoney age 77. I really just brought it up so that we could play this clip in the uh, Eddie Awards 2019. <laughs> oh, that's good. In memoriam section. Good good work. An Avicii song. Name one right now. I cannot. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, brother? I didn't even oh, know. Hey, brother. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. Uh, well, Arriva Darche. This will be a fitting tribute on our in memoriam <laughs> segments. His uh, publicist, played by Ricky J. Ricky J. Who has the line, Look, I'm your publicist, not a magician. Ricky J. <laughs> is a magician. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. That was an, a nice little wink and a nod to the audience as well. Dude, speaking of uh, Marky That's Post, where I'm going with speaking this. Speaking of Night Court. Yeah, we lost... Uh, Harry, Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson. Dude, he was only like 65. Well, he was he's, young. He, he lived a rough 65. Do we know... What? Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Did he have a hard time? Uh, yeah, Pennywise caught him. <laughs> what about George Carlin? Uh, George Carlin, man. it Was so, Was this like his last I think it, role? I think it was, yeah. So, what a way to go out, man. This is George Carlin the way we want to remember him. Like, yeah. It was heartfelt... So believable. You, you want so him to natural. be your dad. <laughs> I wish he were my dad, man. Yeah. yeah. He, oh, sorry. No offense to my actual dad. <laughs> With the Pete Postlethwaite character, who's 
fucking amazing. I love him. I love him in everything. Yeah. He elevates this film just a tad. Yes, he does. And that's what, when he showed up, I I was like, thank God. I can't think of one movie where he's shown up where he hasn't at least done a great job with what he has. He can hold his head high in a way that nobody else coming out of this film can. Except he's dead, so he can't really hold his head high. That's a good point, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Reynolds. The star of Evening Shade has... uh, (laughs) Was it Evening Shade? What was the name of the show I he was in? There was think, well, there was uh, Magnum P.I., right? That was him. <laughs> <It> was him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't be the only person to have confused. <laughs> no, there was the meme that was going around. It was a picture of Tom Selleck and his <laughs> oh, no. Burt Reynolds. Oh, no. That's awful. <laughs> so last week we were talking about the passing of Burt Reynolds, right? Uh-huh. We did a whole movie yeah. uh, starring him and Jim Neighbors. Yeah. And not one mention of the fact that also Jim Neighbors has passed away. Jim Neighbors passed yeah. away... Like years ago. Did, no, November 30th, 2017. I had to look it up because we were watching the Emmys the other night and they uh-huh. did the in memoriam section. And Jim Neighbors was And there's Jim Neighbors. And I'm like, oh, I thought shit. Jim Neighbors died years ago. And, and as did I. Looking at the characters that Stanley put together, like Peter Parker, creating the X Men, that was him making a statement on civil rights. Yes. Like that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and just to, to see like the heart that Stanley had and. How he did what he could to make steps toward progress. Yeah. And he would tackle topics like racism, bigotry, you know, like what comic book heroes stood for, but what also humans should be standing mm-hmm. for as well. It's the 2019 Eddies. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. There, there's a couple of those that, like, you know, I don't expect them to... Uh, to, to kind of have the, the impact that they do. But then, like, we come back to, to talking about, you know, oh. talking about George Carlin. Yeah. And, and I'm, I start getting like, damn it. You know, I do miss this guy. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, especially Stan Lee. Yeah. And lost him just a few months ago. So maybe it's still still too, pretty fresh. Too soon. For me, the pain is still too near. Like Penny Marshall. just. Oh, yes. She's one of those people that you kind of thought died like a year or two Yeah, ago. I hadn't seen her in a while, but uh, still young. And then relatively. It, was, it was her brother. <laughs> like, oh, Penny yeah. Marshall already died. Oh, no, that was Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Yeah. My bad. Rest in peace, Penny and Gary Marshall. Yeah. Coming soon to an episode of the editing. Yes, right? Gary Marshall, man, a, a decent director until he started falling into that whole trap of like movies that were days, like New Year's Day, Father's yes. Day. Groundhog Day. The big ensemble trying to recreate uh, Love Actually. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it never quite hit. Mm -mm. Um, I think it's when you have like underage girls flashing their bras and stuff on screen. That just makes people feel uncomfortable. What movie was that? He did that with Abigail Breslin. And I think it was Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Yeah. And I I saw that. she was really young? Just recently. She was like a preteen. And she like flashes her her bra at somebody. I don't like that. I was like, "Mm, You ever seen Moonrise Kingdom, the Wes Anderson movie? Uh, No. That little girl kind of running around in a bikini basically the entire movie? Um, Really cute. I haven't seen the movie, but I know what you're talking about. Very sweet, but... um, That would be a cute couple's Halloween costume for you and Jenna. Aww. Would be the Moonrise Kingdom kids. Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. I like that. That'd be kind of neat. I would just be shirtless, basically. You should. <laughs> you should. Uh, so we're winding down here. We're down to our, mm-hmm. our last two categories. Uh, and uh, before we find out what the worst film of the year is, obviously we have to find out who is the worst director That's of right. the movies that we've watched in 2018. And they don't always go hand in hand. Uh, sometimes we'll have directors who were nominated on this list who uh, their their film wasn't nominated for best yeah. film doesn't always mean like Kevin Smith nominated for best uh, or for worst director here that's true spoiler alert he's nominated for worst director <laughs> but Jersey Girl not on the worst movie list Mm-mm. well let's see who else uh, joins him on this esteemed list take it away Lauren 
And the nominees for Worst Director are Kevin Smith for Jersey Girl, John Woo for Mission Impossible 2, Pitoff for Catwoman, Tim Burton for Sweeney Todd, Tommy Wiseau for The Room. I think for me, this would this is a no brainer just because he he won our best actor or, or worst actor rather. Oh. I can call it best. But Tommy Wiseau, yeah. the room, the room itself is a mess. I'm really surprised that like the main actress who played Lisa didn't get worst actress. <laughs> she could have, but She's none of so the people bad. in that film were real actors. Yeah, but he was pretending to be mm-hmm. a real actor and a real director and a real director. So. I thought it only fitting he uh, he get a nomination. Yeah, that movie is a mess. But yeah, that's the easy money, right? The easy money's on Tommy Wiseau. For me, um, my, my vote goes to John Woo for yeah. Mission Impossible 2. Just because, now, he's a fine director in his own right and obviously got that gig because he had a history of, of kick-ass action films. Mm-hmm. And he does have some great movies. This is not one of them. I think he failed because he totally missed what the heart of a Mission Impossible Mission film Impossible. should be. I just saw Fallout, by the way. Mm-hmm. So fucking Strong. good, where do, you, where do you rank that of the six I, now? Oh, dude, that is definitely in the top three. It's, oh, yeah. It's yeah. definitely in the top three. I totally agree. Uh, you know, John Woo totally missed the boat. But that's not to say that Mission Impossible 2 didn't have some impressive action sequences. True. There are some impressive... It was... I think the sin of Mission Impossible 2 was that it was a horrible Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. If, if it were anything else but Mission Impossible, it would just be another John Woo movie. It would have been mediocre. It, it basically is. Uh-huh. Yeah. You got um, the flying doves. You got the, the uh, unstoppable hero. That's right. Defying all odds. I, I'm so glad they changed that with his character. I'm so glad that yeah. Ethan Hunt is a, a mortal man again. You know, uh, that J.J. Abrams, he sure knows something about reboots. He does, man. His entire career has been Apparently built on Apparently so does the guy from fucking Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah, Travis yeah, Knight. That fucking Bumblebee movie. That Love works. It. Uh, all right, so uh, so who's taking home the award for Worst Director? Well, Joe, the award, the Eddie for Worst Director 2018 goes to Pitoff for Catwoman. Yeah, you know what? He gets Worst Director just because he has that douchebag one name, yep. one word name. Hey, he did that to himself. Dude, he fuck that. Him and the Mick G. That's <laughs> and, uh... But Mick G's behind some stuff that I enjoy. Yeah. Like Chuck. And and I think he's even involved with Supernatural. But didn't he do the Charlie's sense? Angels movies? He did. And, uh, but didn't Bill Murray also do the Charlie's Angels? <laughs> he did. One Charlie's Angels movie. I, uh, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> so I guess strong men also <laughs> cry. <laughs> so our final category of the evening. Uh, we're breaking it down. We're finally there. Here we are. The worst film that we've talked about on the editing bay in 2018. And the nominees are... And the nominees for worst movie are... Lost in Space. Karate Kid 3. Doom. Catwoman. Fantastic Four. A Karate Kid Oof. 3 has not gotten enough play on this Eddie's. It has not gotten enough play. For being how awful For it is? For being how bad that that movie is. You know, I was going to say, that one almost gets my vote because... They had the template there, right? All yeah. you had to do was follow what the first two did. But only that first film is successful. Yeah. That second one's not great either. It's not very good. But the third one was just so off the mark. Here's the thing. At least the second one has an inkling of a plot, of a story, mm-hmm. and a through line that makes 
at least a little bit of sense. Yeah. Even as fantastical as it is, it still makes a little sense. Whereas Karate Kid 3 makes no fucking sense. Bat shit crazy. It's a 60s Batman episode it is. in a Karate Kid movie. You've got Kreese's ex-military <laughs> buddy. Who's who, in a bathtub and, somehow and people like, are just showing up having meetings with like him. 20 years his junior, first of all. So yeah. like how they serve together, I have no idea. Uh, but then, yeah, he's just taken on this personal project of humiliating uh, and destroying the life of a teenager. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, that's a good idea, Johnny. <laughs> first we're going to hurt him, and then we're going to hurt him some more. <laughs> Listen to our karate kid. And then I'm going to train him to be really good at breaking boards. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to train not even train him wrong. I'm just going to train him to really tighten tighten his body up and, and get stronger. Yeah. yeah. Ill conceived. Yes, it But was. you know, Doom could be up there too. Doom, Doom was a fucking mess. Doom exists solely for that one sequence that mimics the old Doom Which video game. Which you liked, and I thought was the. Sh- no, it was I didn't. Total sh- oh, no. I thought you liked it. No, I thought it was. A, it, was it, it worked better as a video game than it does as a film. Yeah. Like, you, you just can't do that. Mm hmm. I think the sin of Lost in Space is just mm-hmm. that nothing really happens in that movie. Or too much happens. Like, they they crammed like six or seven episodes worth of content of into stuff. like a two-hour movie. But it goes nowhere. It really does. It literally goes nowhere. It, does, it goes in a circle. We begin, <laughs> yes. or we end where we began. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fantastic Four maybe doesn't deserve to be on this list. Cat, I mean, Catwoman does. Catwoman, Catwoman definitely does. this fucking list. Um, so the worst film. The worst film. Well, Joe... You want to take this? The audience has spoken. The listeners have cast their votes, uh, and by a long shot, this was overwhelming, Joe. Yeah. Much in the same way that uh, Pitoff <laughs> was the winner for Worst Director. Yeah. His film, Catwoman, takes it for Worst Movie of 2018. You had all the fucking building blocks there, kind of like what we were talking about with Karate Kid. You had all the building blocks there. You've also had this universe of fucking... But this is after the Tim Nolan... Or the Tim Nolan... <laughs> <laughs> God, the Chris Nolan Batman movies have uh-huh. come out. Like, at least the first one, right? So we've already had Batman Begins. And, like, Catwoman just, like, fucking whiffs it. How you fucking whiff it? How you take Catwoman? She's not any of the characters that no. have been Catwoman in the comic She's books. She's barely Catwoman. It's not even really connected to Gotham City in any way, no, shape, or form. they couldn't use any of the names. Yeah, you've got this bullshit fucking story with her and Benjamin Bratt. Like, every element of this movie is bad. It fails. Uh, you know, you've got the Alex Borstein character, who, if you've seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon Prime, fucking fantastic show. And Alex Borstein redeems the shit out of herself. If she didn't already do it with Lois from Family Guy, like, uh, fucking, this character she plays in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, fantastic, wonderful, positive, and, 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 and strength. Uh, strengths. <laughs> it it uh it it illustrates the strength of a female character mm-hmm. in a show. Everything that the character that she plays in Catwoman doesn't do. Yeah, she's just man hungry and Not just really like passing the Bechdel wants, test. She just she needs a man, and she's always talking about men mm-hmm. and making out and dude buns and stuff like that. Like that's all that drives that character. I mean, there's there's not a second that goes by where she's like. Well, do you think he's going to like this outfit? Yes. Like, shut the fuck up and just have a conversation with each other. No, this film, with woman in the title... <laughs> yes, right? ...is so fucking disappointing. Uh, yeah, this was this was well-deserved. I agree, uh, yes. The listeners got it right on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, well done, listeners. So that's another, another Eddie's wow. in the books, man. 2019. We're on our way. I can't believe it. It's, the time has flown by, Joe. Not only this in the last 90 minutes, but also the entirety of 2018. We had, uh, we had some good times this past year, didn't yeah, we? we have. So much so that uh, we're, we're, I'm going to add a little something new to this Eddie uh, episode before, mm-hmm. we, before we say goodbye and adieu for, uh, t- until next week. 
uh, found a lot of clips that uh, just didn't go in any of these categories. We've listened to some musical moments. We've heard some uh, in-memoriams. We've heard some impersonations. Um, but uh, there's more, Joe. So for oh. those of you who haven't been listening in 2018, uh, here's just a, a little goodbye package uh, of some clips from some of our episodes throughout 2018. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave <laughs> oh, Radio shit. Network. This is... Uh... This is my what, name's what, Joe. What? And what? my name's Joel. It's doing it over. This is again. where we come to talk about movies. Here we sometimes go. They're doing good it movies, over. Sometimes they're bad and movies. Three, two, one. This, this is, is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. Network. My name's Joe. My name's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely editing bay listeners. Put it back together. What Cloud if the City? Empire obliterated Cloud City after Lando left? Uh, ooh, that's sad. I know, right? right? He just got shot out into space. Lo- Lobot. The I head of Lobot that. is just flying out in space. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Unicron. Lobots in disguise. Uh, no, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes. Um, let's 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 try to do a little spoiler free, and then if we get into it, if we get into it, we we'll we'll just throw it at the end. end. Yeah. Okay. Um, How about when they all ash away at the end? I, uh, <laughs> classic video game. What are you best at? Not what's your favorite. Hmm. What are you best at? Oh, well, hands down, Ms. Pac Man. You give me a quarter, and I will go for half an hour. Dude, you are like Vin Diesel right now about fucking Miss Pac. <laughs> I live my life a quarter, a at, quarter a time. at a time. <laughs> Uh, my Laurel Hodair, played by Lady Gaga. Oh, interesting. She's probably in her, her, what, mid to late 30s? Yeah, she's on the edge of glory. She's on the edge of glory. <laughs> I, she lived for the applause. <laughs> but now her poker face is starting to wear thin. <laughs> <laughs> she's become a little monster. <laughs> That's going. a recipe for a bad romance oh, right there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, you rounded it out. Nailed it. Wow. Where's Jenna? Wait to see the show. Usually she sits here. She's in Jacksonville, Florida, sadly, this oh, week. Oh, that's that's cool. So it's just you, me, and Allie. You, me, and, uh, and Allie's already fallen asleep. <laughs> this fucking podcast. It's better is than the alternative uh, of licking her asshole. Which Jenna? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude, I don't need I don't need to know what the fuck you guys do on Tuesdays. We, we, we go through a lot of peanut butter <laughs> in the Burnson household. Let me tell you that. Chunky. <laughs> Depending on what we've eaten sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the lineup just wasn't as strong. Jay-Z Although, was there. There's always... Who you know fresher than whole? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lyrically at. Can't none of y'all mirror me back. Yeah, hear me rap. It's like G rap at his prime. I'm young H.O. Raps, Grateful Dead. Back to take over the globe to break bread. I'm in Boeing Jets, Global <laughs> Express. Out the trunk of the dead, the dead. See, what the fuck? Ripped on my tongue. Uh... So yeah, Scooby Doo, <laughs> two thousand two. <laughs> that was that little Mexican standoff. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, man! We do talk about peanut butter good in times. relation to your ass a lot. Um, you know, that's right. That's two in this episode, isn't it? Oh my it? god! I, mean, I should rethink this. <laughs> Um, well, no, no uh, more fitting way to to bring it around, right? Yes. No pun intended. <laughs> oh God! 
All right, so uh, that was it. That's 2019 Eddie's. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we're going to get back into doing what we do next week. Yeah. You want to be here because the first new movie of 2019. What are we talking about, Joel? It's the first movie of the year. Um, <laughs> let's see. There are many amendments <laughs> to the Constitution. <laughs> the- I can only choose one. So we nerd- I can only choose one. <laughs> I choose the fifth. Fifth. <laughs> five. One, two, three, four, fifth. What is that? It's from the Chappelle Show. Oh, of course. Should have known. Um, so we had narrowed it down to two uh, mm-hmm. when before we started recording here. Uh, and I said I was going to call an audible. Man, that decision is no easier now than it was 90 minutes ago. But uh, it's my duty to please, to please that, booty. that booty. We're not doing Shaft, but we are going to talk about a movie that you have not seen before. Hmm. Uh, but you have seen the reboot that you talked about a couple of years ago when it came out in theaters. And I'm talking about... Uh, the Rock and uh, Kevin Hart's and uh, whoever that other uh, Jack Black yeah in uh, the remake of Jumanji oh shit so I figured uh, man you've never seen it wasn't really a remake it was a sequel uh, oh was it surprise because yeah. I, I yeah. haven't seen it so I have no okay so sequel so we're gonna talk about the original Jumanji starring Robin Williams and uh, little Kirsten Dunst oh yeah uh, who else is in that I don't know. Oh, because you haven't seen it. That's right. <laughs> I almost said Tobey Maguire, but that's Pleasantville <laughs> without Robin Williams. Same movie, basically. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to hear your reactions because you liked the re- uh, the, the sequel. I, I say, did, right? yeah. yeah. I liked so. it. And I went in there with very low expectations well, and ended up liking it. Not just me, but most of the nation that went to true. see this fucking movie. Yeah, it was number one it was really for great. three weeks in a row. Good stuff. Well, uh, Karen Gillan. <laughs> high expectations, played then. played Nebula in the Avengers movie or in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. She's in it. Mm-hmm. Shown her bare midriff throughout the entirety. That's of right. It. You love that. Uh, you know, is it just you don't no. like you don't like boy midriff? I do. No, it makes like me, lost boys. It midriff. makes me vomit. Like it's literally yes. Listen to our lost boys <laughs> episode. Uh, not fun for me. No, uh, but not this one fun. hopefully will be fun. But uh, yeah. not fun. <laughs> A lot riding on this midriff. <laughs> Stop it now! Stop it now! <laughs> Love it. So, I don't know what I'm doing. So right n- tune in next week where we'll review our first uh, movie of 2019. Sounds good. Jumanji. Jumanji. Jeff, thank you so much, sir. Joel, always a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll see you next week for Jumanji. Happy New Year. That's fucking gold.